Hello. Hi, everyone. How are you? Hello. Hello. Uh, in the name of the Father, Son, the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. Well, you guys, um, um, so today we'll just uh, discuss uh, a humility or pride, humility, and grace. Uh, I'll, we'll talk for, I'll, I'll talk about for 15 minutes and then we'll open it up to discussion. Um, I'll discuss it from a spiritual standpoint. I'm not going to neglect any uh, psychological or medical causes for pride. Um, so what's the greatest commandment that Christ gave us? He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your soul, heart, mind, and strength. And then the second is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, but when we reflect on what's going on in the world around us, um, I mean, we can see that what the devil does is he he distorts, he lies. So we can see that the world, I think, would say you shall love yourself with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So it's a deception. And we see this with um, our own sins, our own weaknesses. But then we also see it with uh, like social media, for example. Is social media nothing but, uh, I mean, there's benefits, of course, but there is a lot of negatives, such as judgment, vainglory, which all are children of pride. And this was said in Second Timothy, for men will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving. And all of these stem from the root cause, which is selfishness. When we think um, medically, there's uh, the human mind has about six to 50,000 thoughts per day. Uh, I know it's hard to fathom, but the average human has about six to 50,000 thoughts per day. It's, it depends how fast our mind is working. And the medical statistics say that 70 to 80% of our thoughts are negative. So now the, the, the assumption I'm making is of our thoughts, what percentage are we thinking about ourselves? What would you guys say? Most of them. but. So I agree, I, and I, 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 from my own experience. Um, so the ego, and this is what Freud occur, uh, termed in the 1930s, but the Desert Fathers termed the ego pride in the 300s. So psychology is just realizing the power of the ego. The ego is defined as a sense of self. So we have to see that the devil, his his trajectory is, be consumed with yourself, but it leads to negativity, it leads to despair. And that's what Judas um, Judas did, is after he betrayed Christ, the result is he committed suicide. Whereas when Peter denied Christ, he repented. So the repentance of Peter is actually not based on one's ego and one's selfishness, because he, he, he knew he sinned. But we are all sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. And no one is righteous, not one. And that's what the devil does with the, with our, the sin of pride. And the sin of pride is something that we all fall short to. Uh, there's different spectrums. Um, 
and pride is the other side of pride is insecurities because there are two sides of the same coin because the person us we're consumed in ourselves the insecure person is consumed in what they don't have whereas the the proud person is secure in what he has so this is what the devil does to us unfortunately toys with our mind and that's why the the greatest commandment that god gave us you shall love the lord your god with all your soul heart mind and strength and then you shall love your neighbor as yourself is a path to living life and living life abundantly um because you and i both know our emotions our thoughts can be self-destructive and of course the greatest example for this is lucifer in ezekiel it says you thought you were so handsome that it made your heart proud you thought you were so glorious that it spoiled your wisdom in isaiah you said in your heart i will ascend to heaven i will raise my throne above the stars of god I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly on the utmost heights of the second mountain I will ascend above the tops of the clouds I will make myself like the most high so yeah everything is the i in 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 early christian thought um and this is all founded in the church the desert fathers this i we just want to x off because the i is what hinders us from growing closer to god to resembling his humility. And that's why the humility of our Lord is so powerful. Um because there is no I. He he denies himself wholeheartedly. And this is seen in the fall of Adam. He says you will surely die for God knows that in the day that you eat of your eyes eat of it your eyes will be opened and you will be like God knowing God good and evil. So the sin that the devil fell to which is his pride he tempted eve with the same the same sin because he said you will will not surely die so again it's a distortion partial truth and that's what the devil does to all of us for god knows that in the day you eat of it your eyes will be opened you will be like god and that's what we live we live in a world where i'm my own god i want to do what i want to do and the problem with it is the eye examples uh from the bible adam and eve uh because of their obedience they wanted to be greater than god like god they um eve fell and then when adam fell and god confronted him what did adam do he said yeah why because his ego was hurt he couldn't accept his guilt so like we ha- we have to see what the devil does to us um and i i i do the same thing you know cuz how can i do something wrong i can't do anything wrong i am perfect yeah so it's uh <laughs> oh but you know you bring up a very good uh, good point um i mean marriage is the first thing uh goes how selfish like i i um because uh you know from something as simple as going to get a cup of water uh i get it for myself i don't get it for my spouse but then what happens when you have kids it, it kind of like you put everything aside and then you run to your kids for everything they need um 
and it really does expose our selfishness but then our selfishness goes all the way to like what i want what i'm entitled to my feelings my emotions all of it is i and my and if we're consumed in the i my like think about all the bad decisions and then if someone wrongs me think about the negative emotions that result this yeah, the anger this is, yeah the anger is one of the main children of pride, anger and judgment. And those are negative emotions, what, that, what psychology terms as emotions, but, but the church and the Desert Fathers term as demons. So, um, and again, I'm not neglecting medical and psychological uh, evidence. We're going to talk about this from a spiritual, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was, he was human. yeah, he was human. I, I do the same. We all do the same. And but but that you bring up a good point, Uncle, because if we look at sin, like we, we think of sin like the devil tempted me. What the devil does is he like if you there's always a sit selfish root to sin. For example, someone angers me. Okay, I will get angry. For them because they wronged me they didn't give me the respect that i'm entitled to lust i am satisfying my pleasure it's selfish um judging when i judge someone i will judge someone put someone down because an i look better so yeah <laughs> yeah the ego, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's well in 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 Kibriya is what the in, in Arabic they, they they call it. So so it's uh and, and this is the world we live in, unfortunately. That's like when I when I realize that the root of all sins are, are selfishness and pride, that's why uh the way Christ came and, and saved us is so powerful because he's so humble. He said no to himself. Um, then, yeah, and, and it's so powerful. There's, uh, but he had to conquer the pride of this life with utter humility. So that's why humility is the solution to our pride and what we um, what we fall to. Some examples: Cain, and again, uh, pride. The other side of the coin is insecurities, because the insecure person our insecurities, I'm still thinking about what I don't have. It's still the I. So we all struggle with insecurities. And they say that insecurity, the root of pride is insecurity, because I need to make myself look good. But we all are sinners. We all fall short of the glory of God. We just need to accept it and look to God and ask him for his grace, ask him for his, um, his purity and to save us from ourselves. 
what tires us most in this life is not the trials and tribulations in our life. It's the trials and tribulations inside. So our emotions, our thoughts, our desires are what tire us. That's why God said, my son, give me your heart. Because the heart is the answer, is, 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 is where peace is given. You can have chaos around you. But if my emotions, my thoughts are, are with God, if I can lessen the, the anger that I have, the judgment that I have, then maybe I can have the peace that God, that, that transcends all understanding. So pride defined as thinking too highly, too much of oneself, consumed with oneself, deserving of a certain level of respect. My wants, my desires, my feelings, my emotions, my respect, my pleasure. There's a spectrum, insecurity on one and pride on the other. When I'm concerned with what others think or when I'm comparing myself to others, I am self-focused and prideful. This quote from St. Isaac the Syrian is very powerful. A man who craves esteem cannot be rid of the causes of grief. So if I'm hungry for esteem, if I'm hungry for compliments, if I'm hungry for self-praise, I, I, I want people to, to praise me. Yeah, complimenting. You're, it can turn within a blink of an eye. And then the result that the devil, ha- the devil does for us is grief. So then uh, what I mentioned in the sermon today it's despair. And despair is the worst sin to fall into, the worst demon. And unfortunately, us and the world suffer from this because that's the goal of the devil. The ultimate goal of the devil is um, not neglecting causes, but depression and despair, and then ultimately uh, people that commit suicide. So uh, it's just something we just need to be aware of. And then we look to God and we, we ask him for his grace and his protection. Some characteristics of our. And of course, uh, this is all of us. Uh, I don't say this because uh, it's something that, uh, you know, I've mastered, but because I see it in myself. Uh, a proud person is uh, in conflict. He fights for what he wants. He's stealing. He is above the law. He does not need to follow. Uh, he's lustful. He satisfies his, he satisfies his pleasure. He judges others because I am better than others. He has high expectations and he's entitled. He's disobedient, insubordination. He's blaming others because it's easier to blame others, make others look bad than myself. He's lying to defend himself. He talks about himself, his accomplishments. He's complaining and not thankful. He's insecure, does not repent or confess his sins. And this is a big one because when I confess, I'm taking out all my dirt and I'm exposed. And then a proud person cannot confess or he, he puts off confession. I'm giving myself because I don't want someone to know my weakness and that I committed this sin. Uh, but this is what the devil does. So we need to confess uh, and, and I'm sure if, if science studied the, the psychological, emotional benefits of confessing, we would all be shocked. I know there's a lot of studies regarding the, um, the, the emotional and psychological benefits of uh, living a life of gratitude. Has everyone seen that stuff online? Like how important gratitude is? Uh, I, I wonder if they did a study for confessing. 
like I, I, I would, I could only assume that God would give us that physiological benefit also out of his great love for us. But we need to confess because we're not perfect. And, and but we put up this front that we are perfect. Unfortunately, that's human nature. That's human nature, right? But if we all know that we're broken and that we, that we fall short, then, then, then judgment goes away. Any group of people, um, judgment goes away because we know we are broken. And that's okay because God saved us and it, we're all a work in progress. The proud person is also anxious about their safety because he cannot surrender to God's protection. So, you know, all the, the, the teachings of Christ, he says, do not worry about tomorrow. So, but, but we live in a world where there's insecurity uh, and that there's, uh, the devil tries to make us worry about tomorrow. Uh, but we can't enjoy God's love and his protection if I'm always worried. Uh, any uh, thoughts or points from uh, regarding those uh, points? Yes, Uncle. Mm. Actually, it is not important that the Christians can pray and just go and start with prayer. Yeah. If you feel guilty and the Papa can be feeling, yes, yes. And the Lord, Yes, yes. Yeah. It doesn't mean anything. There's, yes, And you're right, there are people who do the same thing over and over again, and it's like, you better go over, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. 
such a guy who teaches like Madeline for his all over time. And eventually that was the guy. And then I knew that was Christ. You know, this type of you know, this gospel God. Yeah. And you bring up a good point about the so the ego with our relationship with with God and then our relationship with one another, because the two are not separated. God ties our relationship with each other with our relationship with him to the point that if we wrong someone, we leave our gift at the altar and go reconcile and come back. And so uh for Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's you know it's we all have our relationship with God and it's it's intimate and it's different. He knows, yeah. Yeah, so it's, you know, these concepts uh, are, you know, passed down from the early church to today. So it's it's different for each person. Uh, and it's intimate between our relationship and God. So I agree with you, Tung. Uh, point? Yeah. Go ahead, Joe. Yeah. Destructive, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
more positive mindset. We definitely think that they have thought of abundance. And then, you know, the perspective and how you do it can be very You're very, I mean, it's a very good point. I mean, any feedback, George, go ahead. What are your thoughts? Right, and that's what we suffer from, what uh, the world suffers from. But despair, I, I mean, it, it, tell me your, everyone's thoughts, but despair is focused on myself, right? It's like, I did this, I, I sinned, I made Judas. Yeah, so the goal with humility, and that's what we'll discuss now, is to think of yourself less, to say no to yourself. That's what the whole point of fasting is is to say no to myself, to say no to my wants, my desires, my respect, because God did it himself. He left us the model. He left us the example. And uh, the disciples asked him this in Matthew 18. They came to Christ and said, who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child and threw the child in the middle of them and said, assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted, and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. You know, we all <clears throat> go through stages in life. I think uh, college and high school was easy, it was fun, uh, because our parents took care of us, right? Right? And then when you become when you become parents, it's getting real, right? Because instead of being cared for, I'm caring for. But all that responsibility, all that weight, I'm not supposed to carry that. That's the devil throws it on me so that I can I can take care of what I need to take care of. But if I remain a child, then I can remain in God's embrace. I can remain in his hands, in his in close to his heart. But I need to remind myself because when I have a humble heart, I can enjoy God's love. And uh, and, it, and it requires constant reminder with each other. Uh, and when we fall into temptation, when we fall into sins, 
um, I just need to remember, and Ibn Baba, I mean, he's, not, he's not my dad, he's not, he's an Baba, like, you, you, we say it with affection, we say he's daddy, so uh, I think it's, it's, very, it's very powerful mentally and emotionally, because we want to be loved, we want to see him, but that's why Christ said, the kingdom of God is inside of you, I'm very intimate with you, but just take the time to enjoy this. That's you and me inside your room, and give me your heart. One of the greatest um, spiritual, uh, I think, advice that I received, because when you go through life, you 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 experience emotions you didn't have before. Remember Pope Shenouda in one of his sermons in the Life with God. He said, "Do you give your feelings and your emotions to God?" And I, I thought about that. I said. No, I just bottle them up. I just let them live there. <laughs> and that's not right. So if, I, if I'm anxious about something, if, if I'm worried about this thing at work and uh, I made this mistake, I did, I, 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 this is what a, a father does. The kid makes the mess. The parent fixes it. That's what we do with our kids. Do we not? Right, we have to because it's our responsibility. So, even though I get older and I carry this burden with, I need to re- remove this burden. Even if I'm, uh, you know, forty, fifty, sixty, seven years old, like the beauty is remaining a child as I get older. The virtue of humility, a certain aspect of self-denial, thinking of oneself less, not less of oneself, not low self-esteem. And the reason why humility is so powerful in our spiritual lives are two things. It's the prerequisite to the dwelling of the, of the Holy Spirit. In Isaiah 57, For thus says the high and lofty one who inhabits eternity, who says, My name is holy. I dwell in the high and holy place with him who has a contrite and humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the hearts of the contrite ones. So in order for me to enjoy God's dwelling within me, I have to be humble because prerequisite to the, to the dwelling of the Holy Spirit. The, the Holy Spirit will be quenched with those who are proud. And then the second great benefit of uh, humility is in James, he says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So, if I'm humble with my brothers and sisters, with myself, with think of myself less, I receive grace. Characteristics of a humble person. He repents, forgives, has mercy because he knows he is a sinner and does not deserve anything. He deserves hell. I like how uh, people that are atheists, say they, they mock the Christian church because they say, Oh, it's just uh, self self deprecating. You're you're a sinner. You're a sinner. You're a sinner. The blindness is the pride. We have to accept we are sinners, so that we can enjoy God dwelling within us. That that's the, that's the issue. So we can be sinners. We're all sinners. The church is a hospital. Unfortunately, when we come to the church, sometimes we we fall to the temptation of judgment. Why? Because our eyes are looking out, not looking inside. And this is what the devil wants to do. But you don't go to a hospital and say, and you're sick. 
and you look at the person next door and say, oh, this guy's sick too. No, we're all sick. Yeah. Why are you so sick? Why are you so sick? So it's okay. And we can, we can laugh about it. But, but see, when we embrace humility, when we, when we work on our... So imagine how beautiful any organization, any church can be. Can you, uh, can you fathom? And so this is why we need to pray for humility and ask God to give it to us. But sometimes he gives humility and it comes with a cross. Like St. Paul, when he said he wanted the thorn in the flesh removed from him. And what did God say? He said, my grace is yeah, sufficient for you. In my weakness, I am strong. So it's okay to be weak. Say, for example, a friend, um, you know, you hear about, you hear this issue about this family or this person lost his job because this happened um, or, you know, this sin happened. It's okay. We're all weak, but let's, but let's forgive each other. Let's love each other. There's a powerful um, verse I still remember. It was, uh, I think, from the time of St. Moses the Strong. They were attending a funeral for and they were carrying, you know, when when to a funeral, we like there's people that rush. Right? You know, you do you know what we're saying? He said, Yeah, I wish you carried him when he was alive. And I thought about that. I said, That's that's true. When we fall, when we fall short, hey Noah. When when we when we fall short and we see each other, let's remember to help each other. And I say this to myself first. Well done. <laughs> um in any other thoughts uh or it's about humility? Yes. Yes. I mean, yes, yes, yes. Oh, great. Yes, I mean, uncle, and I think uh, it, we have we have to practice it. So, uh, Pope Shunu says, "Our God is not the God of the strong, but He is the God of the weak." But we live in a world where it's I, I need to portray my strength. Yes, yes. I mean, yes, uncle. Some characteristics of the humble person. He confesses his sins. He goes to God first in prayer before making decisions. He asks for guidance, revelation of will. He hopes in God and not in his own strength. He bears injustice, unfairness in relationships, and lets God answer and not his anger. He does not anger anyone nor is angered by anyone. He is thankful in all circumstances. He is obedient to others. He apologizes. He does not demand a certain level of respect. Judges himself and not others. He thirsts and hungers for righteousness. He forgets himself. He prays for others, not only himself. Uh, I think uh, we'll close uh, with some thoughts. 
Uh, there's this one quote by Pope Carlos the uh, sixth. He says, "We must disappear that God may appear." How to resist? Um, let's see. When uh, so, we'll close with a couple of of thoughts. Um, I remember I. I thought I talked about this concept with a monk from Egypt. And I said, how can we live by this philosophy or this teaching of humility? It's just too much to bear. I said, you'll get eaten alive. You'll get like a doormat. If someone wrongs you at work, someone gives you a false accusation, or if um, even like in-law issues or family issues, when money is a, a, a point of contention. And I was, I was, I was a little heated when I said like, how is this? possible and then there was a moment of silence and then his response was but he gives grace so we can't we can't talk about humility without what what follows humility which is the grace of god okay um any any other thoughts or comments Yeah. How do you reconcile that? What's everyone's thoughts? I mean, I, I agree. This is the world we live in. What's, uh, what's everyone's thoughts about that? We all went to school. We live in corporate America. We know they're cutthroat. Money is the God. Respect is the God. What are you guys' thoughts about that? I'm sure everyone has personal experience. Yeah, sure. So it's funny. I, I met Egyptian culture, but yallah, I guess that works with American culture too. Um, we often raise our children and hold ourselves to this culture that our position in the rise the top of the hierarchy of wealth, dream humility that the gospel and the Beatitudes preach is to rise in prominence and influence and power until you're at the top of the mountain. And does anybody really think we're going to be happy at the top of that mountain? Sure, everyone has personal experiences. Nothing to that was pressure that might have been put on us from our parents, right? But as we grow older, that pressure we put on ourselves then, right? So, you know, we own that, right? And I think once you understand that, hey, I own this, that means I can do something about it. And if it's a cycle that I feel like, hey, you know, it's, it's a toxic cycle, then with that awareness, I can take action. I can get therapy. You know, whatever. Need to, if if something that's important to me to break, then then I can take steps that are necessary associate uh, uh, that line up with what I need to do to to break that cycle. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> good good things around me, you know. If you think of the culture of the America where we live, do you like everything the same? It's worse. 
our parents, even if they were hard and our commandments and all their life were very strict with us, we will not know it or feel it or live it except when we will be a parent and we put ourselves in the same situation. They, they give us what their grandparents and grandparents and grandparents tell them. But we, as a people, we have to read. We have to follow what the God, what's in the Bible, the rules and the stuff of the Bible. And we have to commend this and this. Yes, yes, not biblical. Yeah. It was at that time. We have to choose to choose the way that, as the Bible tells us, as a parents, to to follow His commandment, His His statements. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course, of course, we're thankful for all our parents. Hey, Uncle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's why it's so powerful. But we're we're also called to resemble him. And and this is restoring our image and likeness. But as, as yes, but by his by the working with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, everyone. And next week, we are going to continue. We have one more week that we're going to continue um, combating the passions. Thank you.